Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island X, and today we're joined by Tiga. He's a DJ, producer, and head of Turbo Recordings, and he has a podcast called Last Party on Earth. And all of these things are worth checking out if, like me, you're a fan of electronic music. I've enjoyed his many releases and collaborations for a long time, so it was great to get him on the podcast, and I hope you enjoy it too. But look, I also need to promote this podcast in general. So please take a moment of your time to subscribe and rate it and leave a nice review as well if possible. I know it seems like a hassle, but just think when you're sitting there working from home or waiting in a long queue for your takeaway coffee, just think, hey, I'm actually going to do that thing today and leave Desert Island Dicks a nice review. And that would be lovely. Don't forget you can get in touch with the things and people that you hate by going to dickspod.com slash contact or finding us on Twitter and Instagram at dickspod. And we could read yours out on our sister podcast, Compact Dicks, where the content comes from you, the listener. I know those episodes have been a bit sporadic of late and we're sorry. Uh, I've just had a lot going on recently in my life. A small baby, moving house, mum in hospital. It's a big heap of grown-up shit all at once. And sometimes time runs away a bit. But we will be back, so keep sending stuff in. But hey, if you're missing the double dose of me talking shit every week, then I'm going to be the guest on a new podcast called Podcaster, where hosts of podcasts answer questions posed by a computer. Uh, I'm not entirely sure when it's out, but I think it might be this week. So go and check that out and hear me just talking nonsense. Okay, that's the end of this bit. Here's Desert Island X with Tiga. Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is international DJ, producer, head of Turbo Recordings and podcaster Tiger. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going? Good, thanks. It's, uh, it's good to have you on here. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. It's nice to have a captive audience to, to, to bitch about things you hate. <laughs> and you're all in Montreal as well, so it's extra exciting because although it makes no difference to the listeners, it's an international episode, which I think always lends it a certain uh, cachet. Sure, yeah. I'm in Montreal, far away. <laughs> Now, um, Tiga, I mean, you know, you're an outspoken kind of guy. I think you've got sort of firm opinions on, on things and what you like and don't like. So do you, has this been an easy process for you, picking <laughs> who and what you hate, or is it is it hard to whittle it down? Um, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be. There's a few reasons. I think um, I'm less annoyed by things than I used to be. Well, first of all, mm. there's hate and annoyed, and they are kind of different. I mean, you, you probably know. So I'm less annoyed with things in general lately. I think it's because I'm exposed to less. So there, you know, when I was touring constantly or when I was out there in the real world, oftentimes tired or complaining or bitchy, I would have a million things at the ready. You know, I'd be ready to just tell you that there's nothing I hate more in life than people who work for Air France or whatever, whatever it would be, you know, it, it would be, it would get quite minute, you know, mm. and now there isn't much exposure. So I'm not, I'm really not as annoyed lately in general. Secondly, with the hate thing, I don't hate stuff as much as I used to, mm. which I don't even know if, if that's a good thing, but I used to get a lot more, I guess used to get a lot more animated and really pissed off about a lot more things. I still have a lot. Don't worry. But, um, <laughs> it was hard to, uh, 
on the one hand, whittle them down. And on the other hand, I was kind of reaching for that real hatred. You know, you, you mm. want the those things that drive you up the fucking wall. So I, I was trying to remember. So, for example, like I saw that guy The Weeknd perform on the Super Bowl just a few weeks ago. And that drove me crazy. <laughs> I, I hated it so much. Now, that's a good example of of a feeling I'm quite familiar with and I actually enjoy. Mm. It's quite inspiring when <laughs> something just drives you to, you, you actually are creative because of how annoyed you are. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so that's a good feeling. It, but it was tricky to narrow it all down. And I got a lot of, I don't even know if it's my finest work, but I do have a lot of things here on a list that, that, that I hate. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, well, we'll get stuck into it. And, you know, if you want to change your mind here or there or, like, you know, make amendments, we can always do that. So don't worry. Um, You know, it's hard to whittle it down. I've done it myself. And I'm always thinking of people who I'd I'd put on the island with me as well. But um, who's going to be the first person you're going to who's going to join you on the island? Um, So I'm going to start with I'll start basic with Mark Zuckerberg. Okay, good. Um, Just because. The people I'm choosing, my I guess they kind of stand for, they're kind of like the pinnacle of a bunch of things I, I really dislike. Mark Zuckerberg, so I have a real problem with what I consider to be, there's like a real global takeover by nerds right now. Mm-hmm. Real nerds. I mean, deep, deep nerds. <laughs> and and the pandemic's only made things worse. So it's like just, just tech overlords that essentially run the world. Now, there's always been a group of people that run the world as pharaohs or robber barons or, you know, industrialists. I'm not, it's not that I'm saying one group is better than another, but this group has some particularly awful shit about it that I just hate. Now, Zuckerberg, so A, he'd be a nightmare to be with. I mean, mm-hmm. There's no question. He's just, but really, I just hate what he stands for in the sense that there's a lack of well-roundedness. You know, some of these crazy tech nerds with all this power. So I hate nerds with power, but Zuckerberg, um, there's like a darkness under there. There's like mm. some misogyny, and but there's a lack of well-roundedness, a lack of, of enlightenment principles, and this crazy arrogance and confidence that comes with the power and knowing you're kind of at this weird cutting edge and that you own Facebook. So all in all, I mean, I hate his hair. I hate his face. Um, <laughs> he seems like he has no sense of humor, which for no. me is a big one. Yeah. And so what you're left with is, is in a lot of ways, the archetype of most of what I dislike about the world and about people. <laughs> I think that's a good place to start. I mean, yeah, he's like as close as you can get to a sort of an android, I think. And I just, I kind of feel like with him, that he's huge, big decisions. And it's all just based on such a frivolous, crappy thing of like, oh, you think you're just sharing videos of kittens, but actually we're stealing everything about you. And it's like, yeah. there's, it's just such an iceberg sort of effect of like with a real sort of twee surface but this whole dark underworld to it yeah i think it's also it's like you know when you think of the idea the ideal of justice for example of a judge you know the ideal is people that that have a lot of wisdom and a lot of experience in a lot of areas and can make wise decisions and Mm. you have people like zuckerberg in charge with wild vast amounts of power but when you think about their their own experience and their own base of knowledge it's it's in a lot of ways very one-dimensional there's a lot of empathy missing basically and this will bring me to one of the other guys i don't want on my island but there's a lack of empathy and there's also like they need to get laid (laughs) 
badly, like in a mm. deep, deep sense. Like, but but it's too late. The damage is done because they didn't <laughs> get they didn't get the attention they needed at an early enough stage. So so it's all a little bit warped and out of balance. Anyway, yeah. But isn't isn't that sort of how it started? Like when he was at Harvard or wherever. Like it started as a way of like rating women. Yeah, it was a it was like a rating, like a hot or not type type thing, you know. Yeah. Which really, which says it all, really. Yeah, I mean, mm. it started in a bad place and it's only kind of got worse. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I might have said this before on this podcast about him. Like, what really bugs me is like, like you have this thing of going, I'm only, I'm doing that Steve Jobs thing. I'm only going to have one outfit for the rest of my life. Yeah. Because, and he, I saw an interview and he was going, oh, because I think it's frivolous wasting time on, you know, what to pick, you know, yeah. to wear in the morning and spending my time choosing my outfit. And you're like, you want to talk about frivolous? Your website just has pictures of what people had for fucking dinner, mate. Like, yeah. like, or, or, or if I, if fine, I accept his argument, but that doesn't mean you have to look like shit. I mean, you could be, you could, you could really, really narrow it down to a uniform, but still look like Prince. You know what I mean? Like you could, yeah. you know, but don't, don't, the point is he's just a dork. He's got no taste and those things can't change. No amount of money changes it. Mm. But to summarize, no sex appeal, no humor. And those yeah. two things for me are, you can't get far with an, on an island with me. You, you better mm. have some jokes. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just think, um, yeah, you're not going to have any fun. I think if you're stuck on an island with him, there'll be some things that would be interesting to ask him. Like, you know, I mean, he's... Like what? That's the thing that actually would there. I don't know. I mean, because part of me thinks, no. oh, what are you talking about? No, these dudes are meant. This guy's meant to be in the in the in the in the back room, in the closet, in the server room. <laughs> You're right, actually, because most people who are sort of that famous and wealthy, you think, shit. Well, tell me about the maddest thing you've ever done with him. Like, I don't think anything will be interesting. Like, he's not using any of that money to do no. anything fantastic or insane. Like, no, but it, but it's it's because the thing is, it's personality. That's what it comes down to. It doesn't, and don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously, like a lot of things I'm going to say, you know, there'll be someone out there thinking, you know, well, I, I work in a server room. Fuck you to you. But it's not, the, it's, not, it's not, there's nothing wrong with it, but everything has a place. It's only a problem when your position is so inflated that you then start to believe you can say things that sh exist outside of that server room. Yeah. You know what I mean? So anyway, <laughs> we better move on. <laughs> okay see but it's good i'm getting i'm getting animated that's good yeah yeah good well i think it's a strong first choice and um yeah i, I can't stand him but um who are we who's going to join you then on the island with him um you're pausing like you're choosing from a big long list there well <laughs> yeah i mean you know there's it's the usual list there's some nazis there's adam levine there's dan bilzerian there's the weekend but i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with Russell Brand. Okay, yeah. I think he's a bit of a classic in the annoying category, so mm. I'm, 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 I'm dipping back into the archives a little. But I, he always drove me crazy. Like, mm. I'd be in England, I'd see him on TV, and I, I just can't really think of someone more actually aggravating to be with. Yeah. So it, it's not necessarily... Um, but he ticks some boxes that, that Zuckerberg doesn't in the sense that... Well, oh God, where do I start? I just really don't <laughs> like, I don't like that style. For one, his voice, mm. super loud. I hate, I hate people that are loud. Uh, he a hundred percent thinks he knows more than he does. Mm. Doesn't mean he doesn't know a lot, but he thinks for sure he knows more than he does, which for me is just the wor one of the worst sins. I mean, I don't find him funny. Um, and to boot, one thing he's got 
you know, he's now, he's, and this is super common, he's got this, and this truly disturbs me, he's got this, like, spiritual narcissist thing. Yeah. This, like, his mission and his, and who he's saving and saving himself and his journey and everything about that I find nauseating, indulgent, and symptomatic of of so much that is wrong entitled the entitlement mm. it's so uncool and the fact that he see zuckerberg doesn't dress it up doesn't dress anything up he doesn't even think he's cool but the fact that russell brand you know like he walks into a room at a party and you know he thinks he's cool yeah and it's and it's tragic yeah. it's tragic and his voice <laughs> his voice is incredibly aggravating he has this sort of thing of like because the luxury of being in a position where you, you sort of could just decide to just sit in your room and, and just sort of tell people about spirituality and then sort of have that as your living. All of these things, you didn't come up with any yeah. of this spirituality either. You're just... Sort of, or don't tell anybody. Yeah, yeah. But he's just sort of recycling other people's ideas. It's like, which is, you know, obviously it's fine. You can sort of tell people about other ideas that, you know, you didn't come up with and stuff. Yeah, but it's not fine. It's certainly not fine on my island. It's not fine to be a pathological sharer. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fine on my mm. island. They're not, they're not welcome. I haven't even seen, I haven't seen or heard Russell Brand in like for sure five years. Mm. So this is all, this had time to simmer, but and I don't know. And he's always, whoa. I don't know what Woody was on about last time. Well, anyway, he, he's he's a tough one. But it's just enough to know that he's out there, really, is kind of aggravating. I mean, like, I remember him hearing him bang on once about, like, oh, you know, he just had a baby, and, like, of course he had to experience it in just this much more in-depth, in intense way than I ever could, you know, and it's just like... Look, I mean, I'm happy for you that it, it meant a lot, and obviously everyone's, the birth of everyone's kids means a lot, but it's like... Just, just be happy to experience well, something. I mean, well, yeah, but to be precise, the birth of a child means something to that person, yeah. and it means absolutely nothing to other people. And if you can't tell the difference, you're you're fucked up. Yeah, yeah. But it's like another opportunity for him to kind of sort of go, look how much I experienced it. Look what I got out of it. This, you know, this like, yeah. you know, this visceral experience of human existence. You're like, okay, mate, yeah. we've all fucking been there. Most of the time it's yeah, a shit exactly. show. It's not pleasant. And like, you know, yeah. you, you get a nice yeah. child out of it and that's good. But um, it's just, there's there's a real like, it's like a spiritual one-upmanship with him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't like, and the other thing too is so, for example, like, so he in the early days, like there was a bit of a, I guess he had a bit of a rock star mm. vibe, you know, like how he dressed and his hair yeah. and a bad boy and blah, blah. that actually, that's kind of fine. I mean, in a way that, that there's, there's almost like a classic honesty to that role. Mm. That's way less aggravating. I mean, I, I didn't like that either, but that, that wasn't, that, that didn't make my blood boil in the same way. But I think if you're sort of going for the rock star thing, it's kind of all right to be a bit of a prick, you know, because that's what I mean. That sort of like antagonizing swagger goes with that. But like, but the Dalai Lama doesn't have that for a reason, you know, because you, yeah. you can't, you got to pick a side. Yeah. In the end, the thing, you know, I, I have no problem with, uh, if people are kind of honest about who they are. Well, I, there's no problem with me. You can be flawed. You can, you can, there's lots of people like that. You know, you can, you could be an asshole. You could be, but somehow if there's a, if you get the sense, the person is just kind of being honest about it. Anyway. There's, um, I spoke to comedian Sindhu V on this and she came out with, uh, 
this this Indian phrase, which she applied it to Russell Brand and said it translates as the cat has killed a thousand rats and now wants to go on pilgrimage and we've all got to hear about it. And I just thought, yeah, that just seems yeah. perfectly, perfectly yeah. suited to Russell Brand. Is Russ is Russell Brand a common? Uh, does he come up a lot on the show? <laughs> no, no, no. I think it, she had mentioned it, and I just thought the um, not. You know, we're very happy to take repeat entrance onto the island because I think you know you do the crime, you got to do the time. But um, I just thought as like it's almost like the sort of Indian scholars of yore had met Russell Brand and come up with a phrase to sort of to send down the generations for us to use about him, I think. So, yeah, but I yeah. think, yeah, just just loud and antagonizing. And even in his quiet moments, I think would just be just too much. Just speak normally. Come on. Too much. I mean, if you're talking about actually being on an island with someone, yeah, I don't think you can find much worse than that. Yeah. yeah. Also, the vanity. Mm. Oh, it's so exhausting. Just like I'd be exhausted for him. You'd, you'd be tired for the other person. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's Russell. Okay, fair enough. All right, so he joins you and Mark Zuckerberg. And who's the third person going to be joining you today? Mm, I'm going to put... Well, he he's not radically different than the other, but you know that guy Jordan Peterson? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's like a kind of pseudo-intellectual. I think he's actually Canadian. And he's like, he became quite a big deal over the past few years. And how do I say kind of an angry guy. Well, I don't know why. <laughs> he he just really rubs me the wrong way. I've heard lots of, I've heard him talk a few times. He was on the Sam Harris podcast a few times. And, you know, it's not, he's come to kind of, I think, be quite popular with a lot of like angry white males mm. kind of thing. And I don't know, I, I think just right now, he just stands for something I really don't like. It's just a very, not a very char- charitable, not a very empathetic, not a very warm view of the world. And the fact that guys like him get seen with some kind of intellectual integrity and I don't know, he, he but I was thinking specifically, he would really, really, really not be fun. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Funds. You, you want people that are people that are like angry and tangled up and oh, like on an Island, it, it's a, it's a disaster. You need some vibes. You know? Definitely. And I think, so I think someone like him, he's going to have so many kind of, I don't know, you'll say something about, Oh, when we were back home and this happened, he would just go, and you believe that, do you? You believe yeah, that, exactly. you know, and exactly. you just go, oh God, really? You have to kill him. He'd, yeah. he'd, you would, you would be driven eventually to like murder, you know? Yeah. And I think we all knew, we all knew kids like that at school. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I think he's the, also him and Russell Brent, you know, when you get like, so, you know, we've all they got like... They would just end up like, I could just walk away and they could just talk amongst themselves. Exactly. Like, because I've, I've got like, you know, we've all got opinionated friends. But, you know, sometimes when there's certain combinations of people, like I remember, mm. I remember like getting ready for a party once with a couple of friends and they started arguing about something that was like quite a big question in life but no one was ever going to win because it was just like, you know, a question that can't be answered or something. It was either something really big or something really trivial, but there was no sort of answer and it was just open for debate. And I remember like getting ready and just sort of ignoring them while I was having some drinks and stuff and then going out to this party all night and then coming back to my flat and suddenly sort of tuning into them again and they were still having the same argument. Mm. And I think that's what you're going to get with those two. It's like, I mean, at least if one of them is there, you can switch off and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Whatever, mate. Yeah. No, no, I agree. Let's just say that it's all, let's all just say it's a lie made up by feminists. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, fine. Yeah. And there's such a, what it all has in common is, I mean, there's just so many layers of bullshit. Yeah. Like, like to them, to, to certain types of people. And 
you know, just, just to be clear, I, I, I myself, you go through phases in your life when you're, you know, when you also are full of shit. I mean, it's happened to everybody and hopefully you, you learn and you grow out of it, but might be a bit instructive to just see an example of like who I would like to be on an island with is and one of a hero of mine is a guy like Leonard Cohen, you know, who's mm-hmm. just, yeah, he's just, there, there's wisdom, there's humility, there's empathy, there's intelligence, there's humor, there's all these things. They listen, um, not so quick to judge and never sure of what, ne- never too sure of what, you know, you never know if you're the smartest guy in the room and it's safe to assume you're not. You know, and, and all those things are, anyway, I just want to add one other guy. I don't even know much about him, but he drives me. I I hate jocks. Like I really, American muscle type, like, and that Dan Bilzerian guy Mm. really, again, the idea of me and him on an Island together with his beard and his guns and his overconfidence and the muscles and the the whole thing really for me is a big turnoff. Oh yeah, definitely. And like, because there's such a sort of like, there's such a toxicity with it. Yeah. It's just so like, it's like, over the top. Look at me with all these women, but they're not really women to me. You understand? They're just fucking objects. Like, look at me and all my expensive, yeah. vacuous playthings. It's on unbelievable. This jet. It's unbelievable to me. I mean, the, the, the craziest thing about it all is when you just think of the person out there who loves him. Like, mm. that's crazy. You know, like, like okay, yeah. I'm saying, oh, my God, I don't want him on island. And then, but, like, for every, but then there's thousands and thousands of people like, yes. Like, yes, he ticks all the boxes. He made it. Yeah. I'm going to, and that's just, anyway, to each his own. Yeah. I, I don't know what's wrong with everybody. <laughs> well, I think that's a good selection of people. Um, Can I just throw I in think... there? I always, that guy from Limp Biscuit, Fred Durst. <laughs> yeah. Real bad yeah. news. Hippies in general super bad yeah. news oh man yeah men with like super ornate facial hair ridiculous yep. <laughs> game over um and oh, any man. and any uh burning man people for sure like mm. all burning man people and just last is anybody who's a bully that's my number yeah. one if you're a bully in any whether that's a donald trump bully or a, anybody that's the thing i hate most is bullies so no bullies yeah. allowed on my island. I think these are very good choices. I feel like we might have to launch like second episodes of this podcast just to sort of catch up and delve <laughs> deeper into like the full Tiga collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, uh, if you'd if you'd have said those earlier, I could have gone on for a long time. But I'm yeah, sorry. I know. I, I totally well, no, but you spent a lot of time in Goa as a child, right? Hence, hence so, my deep yeah. understanding. Yeah, and um, yeah. I grew, I spent a lot of time. Uh, I lived in uh, Brighton on the south coast for okay. a long time, which okay. is where you know. Basically, I mean, I'd say seventy five percent of people in Brighton have also been to go, and it's same okay, sort of so people, you know, so you know, I know. You yeah, know. I mean, a lot of a lot of being dragged to psytrance parties, and um, yeah, which is you know fine think, for a bit, but yeah. Well, I I the parties I got no problem with the music I got no problem with, and look like anything. Obviously, I'm dealing also in generalizations and stereotypes. And, and obviously, it goes without saying, there's always a percentage of people that are great. You know, for every, mm. you get 100 hippies, there will be one or two amazing ones. You know, there'll be, mm. there's, there's the real, the real deal is somewhere in there. But that's not what we're really talking about. We're talking about people that wear costumes, you know, like, yeah. it's like Burning Man. It, it's people that just sign up. Yes, that's me. I'm going to wear that costume and mm. I'm going to. And I'm going to yell about it to the whole world. And I'm going to put on gladiator 
cuffs and dress <laughs> like Mad Max and yeah. and I'm and then talk about the environment. I'm gonna do all this shit. Yes. And you don't judge me and I won't judge you. Cool, great. We have a deal. Let's go, you know? And mm. suspect. Yeah, yeah. I think that's always the thing, isn't it? It's like I have no problem if you have sort of what I think of as like hippie uh preferences and sort of ideals of like, you know, being a good person you know open-minded to all you know anti-violence no, of course but quite of a course. lot of it's like you haven't got the right kind of sandals so but, i kind of gonna you know but judge that's you the on crazy that. irony which is that that's what i mean so it's like i actually i grew up really like a hippie i mean i really grew up mm. like that and actually probably a lot of my deep my real convictions lean that way but but for me the logical question is always why the rest like yeah. like why the accoutrements you know what mm. But the, you know, people aren't always honest with what what is that really? You know, because it's not just the idea. The idea can exist without the rest. The idea can can exist, and and people oftentimes don't. They get obviously people get incredibly sensitive about this. Mm. If you poke at, hey, why the outfit? You know, like like mm. isn't the idea? No, no, no. You you get crazy pushback. I mean, I can't even say this to my friends, but. I've always been interested in that. I've, I've been interested in uh, in why all that extra, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. I think, yeah, it's just anyone who's being judgmental on appearance and stuff, but also kind of having a bit of a holier-than-now attitude. It's sort of these two, you know, you've got to be all in or, you know, you can't... Sort of, yeah, I would yeah. like to... I have to do one really important asterisk on this okay. whole thing, which is the thing about the why the extra and why the outfit and why the costume and... That only really starts, that does not apply to kids or teenagers. Mm. So really what I'm talking about is like after like the age of 20 or whatever, because when you're, when you're a teen, then it's completely different. It's the reverse. You, you, you mm. desperately want to belong to a group. In a lot of cases, you want to display to the other people what you believe in. You know, hey, look, I'm mm. a goth. I love goth music and I dress like a goth. And that's I think at that at, at that age, it's a hundred percent healthy and it's amazing. It it heads into a little bit stranger territory when it's like the fifty five year old like Goldman Sachs CEO dressed mm. like Beyond Thunderdome that you that <laughs> well you, it's just a bit more problematic. So yeah, I, I'm not I'm not judging uh, I'm not judging kids or teens or young people. I was like mm. that too. I dressed like a raver. It was important for me at that point and that's i think that's pretty natural yeah no i agree i think that's fair and i think it's a, a good selection of people okay now um next obviously you know if you feel like anyone else springs to mind do let us know we're going to move on to the next like dutch people <laughs> sorry skip it <laughs> i had a whole section of dutch people anyway <laughs> you're welcome to go on to dutch show. people if you want i actually i have a love hate thing with dutch i actually love i mean i i, I love dutch people but there's a lot of dutch people that are pretty annoying. I don't know if I know enough Dutch people. Uh, to... I mean, you know what? I'm going to give the Dutchies a pass. <laughs> they, it, they, because they're also very, very accomplished. There's, there's, there's a high, high highs and low lows. But <laughs> okay. I'm going to give them a pass. Pass the Dutchies. Okay, fair enough. There you go. Nice. <laughs> okay. Now, Tiga, mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favorite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? Yeah, I had a hard time with this. Um, I'm going to have to go with marzipan mm -hmm. just because I hate it. Yeah. yeah. Veal, because I don't I, I don't eat veal. I think it's 
just crazy cruel mm. uh, lobsters too i don't i don't nothing where it's a baby you don't have to kill uh, you don't have to kill babies for extra flavor it's not necessary i know that all animals are animals and i'm not vegan or anything but but i'm i'm going to pick i don't know if this counts but cigars i really don't like cigars i think okay. it's just ridiculous well do you know what i'm not and the idea of being on an island with a big cigar is just so cigars and marzipan okay well i'm going to put them on as like we're going to give you cigars i'll, I'll put them on as like cuz it's something you might have with a meal so i'll give you like an mm. honorable like extra to sort of finish off your shitty meal, okay. you get to have a cigar at the end of it. I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a drinker and I'm not even a, I'm not so into food. I, I, I don't, I'm sure there's people who have really, really strong opinions on those things. Uh, I don't, I don't, don't know much. Okay. That's the best I could come up with. No, no, it's good. Okay. So veal, I think the thing is with veal, like I think, I mean, I've tried it before. It's not saying like you ever really see on restaurant menus much, but I don't remember anything being remarkable enough about it to warrant the treatment of the animal. Because isn't there a thing of like, they used to sort of cage them up, you know, so they wouldn't move yeah. enough and stuff. And it's like, yeah, there's all kinds of, I mean, it's not like you're eating the best steak of your life, which would like, you know, so some stuff is cruel, but people go, oh yeah, but foie gras is so good. It's okay that they oh, force no, feed I'm, these fucking geese. I'm no know. on foie gras as well. No, I don't know. I think a lot of, look, I, I think... I'm not a vegan or anything like that, I, but I, I think a lot of those things are just a question of like awareness. Once you know what's going on, you know, yeah. it's just, I think it's easier just to leave it alone. There's, there's no point to add. Hmm. Um, there's a level of, I think it's a level of, sometimes when you really think about those things, you zoom out a little bit. It, it's quite perverse. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really, really, it's so intricate and kind of cruel and just bizarre that I don't know. Maybe it is best to leave it alone, you know, just to, to if, if you have the option to. Yeah, I'm starting to lean that way myself. I had an interesting thing about a year ago. My son was three and um, he was asking me where different foods came from. And he was saying, oh, like he's asking me what, what plants sausages grow on. I was like, no, no sausages <laughs> come from pigs. And he was like, pigs make them. And I was like, yeah, sort of. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, well, I might as well tell you now. But um yeah, fair enough. And marzipan, I think, yeah, it, it feels like it's it's like it's meant for modelling, like clay, but they've added flavour to it afterwards. Some people love it. Yeah, some people love it. I also hate whipped cream. Oh, really? That see, that feels like mm. something that's harder to dislike. What's what's the thing I against don't know whipped why. cream? I don't think I've ever actually tasted it. I just always remove it. If it's there, I remove it, and I don't uh, I don't like it. I don't know because that feels more innocuous than like a strong tasting thing like marzipan. Yeah, I got nothing. I got no, no, no interesting backstory on that one. I don't know. Just, just don't like it. Fair enough. I will add one thing. I don't know if this matters, but I hate like big portions. Okay. That stresses me out. So like, for, I'm the opposite of a buffet person. Like I'm the, so really, really, really big portions of food uh, freak me out. Yeah. So anyway. well, in this sort of like man versus food kind of like this is Texas's oh, no, just, biggest burrito. Can you handle it? So. Oh, forget it. I, I can't handle it. Okay. The answer is no. I'm the, I can't handle any of that stuff. Yeah. No, I just, I just don't, I just don't like it. So, so my, my nightmare scenario is, is big quantities of, of these things as well. Okay. I think like going back to the cigar thing, I just think on an <laughs> Island, that's one of those things like 
they just travel for miles like and it's going to obviously they and do. you've got Dan Bilzerian on who's going to have a massive cigar obviously because that's how he rolls yeah. and it doesn't fit like other things like if someone's smoking in front of you you can sort of move away and it sort of doesn't bother you too much a cigar it will like follow you home almost i think it seems to me like that's almost the point of the cigar mm. it's like the person's it's so the arrogance is mind blowing of mm. of uh, 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 but I guess that's the point of a cigar. I mean, it is. That's why I chose it. I I don't like that symbol. You know, that's what it is. It's like, I don't know. Like I, you just won the biggest global game of Monopoly, and you just spark up that big <laughs> cigar. And you know, I don't know. I'm I'm not against. I I like winning games of Monopoly. There's a lot of things. <laughs> I like uh, I like the more undercover side of capitalist victory. You know, it's like it can be. It 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 doesn't need. Winning should be enough. Winning and showing everyone you won is is vulgar. Mm. <laughs> I should add, I've I've never actually had a cigar, and I've never had a cigarette, so it's com- completely theoretical. <laughs> I remember going on a school trip. I was about seventeen. I was studying French, and we went to France. And for some reason, me and one of the other guy got in a conversation about whiskey and cigars, and we were sort of. I think we were sort of feeling each other out and both of us were trying to be cool and sort of go, oh yeah, whiskey and cigars, they're great. I didn't, hadn't really, I'd never really tried a cigar. Oh, of course not. That's the story. That's how the whole world goes around is guys talk, bullshitting other guys yeah. about things they hate and love and they haven't tried either. Yeah, and then like having a cigar as well and I was like, fuck. And you could see both, we were like, yeah, tonight when we get to this next town, we're going to have yeah, whiskey and cigars. And we both got these fucking cigars and this whiskey and you could both just see... Like, I could tell he was scared as well. Like, there was this fear inside us because it was like drinking this booze that we didn't understand, that we couldn't, it was too strong at the time. And then coupling that with, like, the strongest smelling thing that you can smoke. And just, like, I I don't know how we got out of it in the end. Just sort of, like, I don't know, had to, like, drop it on the floor or something. Like, oh, I can't smoke it now. Yeah. But just really, like, feeling like, okay, your number's up. Like, you've got nowhere to hide now. You've both wanted this. You've been going on about it all day on the coach like a pair of twats. <laughs> and now, and you yeah. You can't back down now. Yeah. I mean, I like the... I, they sort of... They're one of those things when you're growing up, they look sort of like, oh, that looks like fun. But they're just... And they last forever. They last for like an hour as well. So even if you sort of think, oh, I think I'd quite like that, you get like 10 minutes in, you're like, it's still got this fucking thing to smoke. It's just... No, I don't know. I, I, I have to say that they they are in a category of things of which i mean my temptation level has been zero yeah yeah like it never even hit 0.1 it's a zero i never once not as a seven-year-old not now never once was uh even remotely interested <laughs> did you did you want to add a drink onto the island or are we gonna put i got no i got no i couldn't think of a drink that i don't like really i mean i don't i don't know i mean i mean there are lots of drinks i don't like but nothing to the point that I mean, if if it did come down to this was the only drink on the island, is that the idea, mm. kind of? Yeah, well, just yeah, the worst thing you could be stuck with, really. Well, if I had to be stuck, I, I would not want to be stuck with like grappa or or. Oh man, yeah. You know, I mean, that would be pretty bad. Like, uh, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not a drinker. I don't drink at all. I don't like. I don't really like any hard alcohol, but definitely, I don't know. Although maybe that would come in handy eventually. I don't know. No, I got no strong feelings on drinks. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to move on to entertainment now. Obviously, an area you know about, but you won't be without entertainment on the island because the plane's entertainment system continues to work. But just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favorite film of all time, and the other is your least favorite song. Mm. What are they and why? (sighs) Fuck. 
Well, one thing I'd like to just add is I despise music played on airplanes. It's yeah. been a while since I've been on a plane, but I remember, you know, sometimes the, they, they decide to, they just have like a couple of songs on loop and I, that mm. just drives me crazy. So worse, uh, it's hard. Uh, I hated that Queen's Gambit, you know, that show. Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw, saw a bit of that. That one got uh, me pretty pissed off. I mm. really didn't like it. Yeah. And, uh, remember face off. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever even saw face off, but uh. I'm going to go with face off just because the, just the, the concept, I mean, just Travolta and Nick Cage switching faces is just, mm. although that yeah. kind of amused me. No, I don't know. I don't know. One of those. That kind of feels like such a 90s thing looking back. You know, when it's like... A simple world we lived in. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like an acceleration of action films is getting more and more ridiculous. And it was like with James Bond as well. There's a point with Pierce Brosnan. It's like, okay, we've made a car invisible that can climb walls. Mm-hmm. Where do we go from here? we have to just stop at some point and scale everything back. It was like, you know, with like all the Batman films, it was like a, a summit where all the action films went, okay, we've got to try and bring it in somehow because yeah. this is getting silly. And when you've got Travolta and uh, Nicolas Cage swapping faces. Yeah, that one is, I, mean, I would have loved to have been there for the pitch, you know, because hmm. the pitch literally for sure. I mean, that is it. It's like, I can get Nick Cage. Oh, really? Oh, I can get Travolta. Hey, how about they switch face? Done. Green light. Go. <laughs> we got a winner. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But I have a I have a tough time with I I actually really have a tough time with movies. I find uh I don't know. I find so many movies start good. Mm. Like the premise is good, like yeah. and then they just fizzle out, you Yeah. Know? I don't know. I'm quite good at switching off films halfway through, you know, just thinking, "Oh, oh forget this. Yeah. I'm not going to I can do that down. too." I find it's interesting how like I'm I'm really critical with books. Mm. Like a book I really really I I can't tolerate a crappy book and I'll drop it immediately. Mm. And then like movies, I'm a little bit more willing to kind of, okay, it's stupid, it's action, whatever. Mm. And then, and music, I'm a lot, I think music in a way, maybe I have music, I'm willing to tolerate some things that are a little bit more ridiculous because they're fun or whatever. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think, I think with music though, it's not as... It's different with music, I think. Yeah, because it's not like a big investment on your time you can listen to a tune yeah, you know you can choose how much you tune in or out to it yeah that's true sometimes that's true. you can have a second pass and you go oh, actually I'm, yeah that's true. i listen to it in the car it sounds great or when i've heard yeah, it yeah, yeah. when that's yeah, on a soundtrack true. it's good but yeah film you're like right so i've got to sit here and behave and just sit here staring at this thing and you've got to entertain me for a bit yeah um okay that's true well, I will say Face Off because it was just an insane, ridiculous film. And being stuck with that, like, that was one at the time you could have watched yeah, that'd it. That'd be disturbing. I mean, if, the, if, if you just knew that's what you had to go back to every night to watch, yeah. it'd be suicide material right there. And you're just going to pick so many holes in it. Like, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. It might get funnier mm. for a bit, but then it's just going to get worse again. I think. I think it'd be very depressing to know that's what you have. Yeah. All right. So now, as both a dj and a producer obviously you know you've got strong feelings on music Mm. is it possible for you to pick a worse song to be stuck with i really had trouble with this one mainly Mm. because you know i wanted to find some really clever answer you know but but an honest answer of a song that from day one i hated it day one really hated it i hated the guy and this song, for whatever reason, has kind of survived. It's kind of like, it's almost thrived in a bizarre way, even though it's 25 years. And I still hate it. And there's no guilty pleasure. There's no ha ha. There's no irony. 
uh, but I despise Rick Astley. <laughs> Never going to give you up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hate at the time. So in I think that's like mid 80s. And there was a lot of music I really loved. I was young. And I remember even at that time being like, this is shit. Like, yeah. this is commercial crap. It was, it was so soft. And it, I felt like it was made for grownups. It was so middle of the road, so innocuous, so mm. fake. And he seemed like, up until then, like, I remember just, you know, pop stars, there were people that you felt a bit of danger or you felt like, oh, wow, I'd like to meet. And then here's mm. this dude who just like, no way. And it drove me crazy. I hated it. And the song, it's kind of survived. Like, it's still around. It's, it just became, I guess it was such a monster hit. And the tone of his voice and everything it stands for, and there's, there's not a single thing I can extract from it that makes me feel good or pleasurable and mm. and and it also stands for everything i really dislike so it would be uh that's a good one yeah i think because it so had the resurgence with like rick rolls and stuff didn't it and like i think it I didn't even know. like it was like a meme where you'd kind of i don't Probably. know they just insert him into loads of stuff and it was called getting rick rolled you know so they'd like click on this link and then you know oh it's fucking rick astley oh you got me it was like i think even the foo fighters got him on stage once as a kind of ironic thing and it's like don't do that guys no well i I just you know irony only go i mean the sound of his voice and and it's just it's just deep deep i mean deeply 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 uncool rick astley feels like to me the kind of person who when he was a kid was like he'd go to a party and only talk to the parents i don't think he ever was a kid he doesn't look i don't think like it seems impossible to imagine him as a kid anyway i don't know anything about the guy i've never Mm. seen an interview i i you know for all I know, he could. I have no idea. Maybe he was a really great guy who got stuck with a teen pop machine. I have no idea. But it's it's off awful music. Well, um, it was kind of that um, the production house Stock Aiken and Waterman who did like loads. Oh, was of stuff. it them? Yeah. So yeah, I, I oh, think shit. so. Okay. I think so. So they I mean, were they like did some good records. They did they did Dead or Alive records, and I mean I think they did some good stuff as they, they did good stuff as well. Anyway, the point is, I I there's always you know. Uh, looking at a pop song as some strategic kind of like military accomplishment. Yeah. There's always that like, you know, Oh, we're going to make this a number one or we're going to, we found, but that has nothing to do with, with what you're hearing when you're 12 years old or, 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 or now for that. And again, to get back to the actual island, I mean, that's a hellscape. If it's like Russell Brand and he's mm. smoking a cigar and Rick Astley's playing on the loudspeaker and mm. you throw yeah. me some marzipan or whatever, it's, it's shit, <laughs> shit's looking really grim. Yeah. I will say that the Rick Astley thing, so I, I've i always loved, I mean, most of the music I love is English and the football teams I love are English and James Bond's English and all these great things. But I did always think too that England had a, England has like a dark side in a way when it comes to pop, you know, there's this real, I don't, you for sure know the, how to describe it better than I do. I I don't, but there's this real saccharine layer that, that they all seem to like in a way, like, (laughs) like where it's kind of acceptable to like Mm. it. And, and for, I guess every country has its version. For me though, I always thought that stuff was like, whoa, it's crazy bad, you know? I feel like it's sort of, people kind of go okay well this thing is working at the minute how many more in a similar sort of mold can we start pushing out you know it's almost like oh we use this machine to make this thing 
Uh, let's just keep it going. It says we can only use it for this many of that mm. product, but let's just crank it up a bit more. And just towards the end, things are still coming out in the same sort of shape, but they're a bit floppy. They're a bit sort of like jagged around the edges. You know, it's not. And it feels like he's kind of on that. You know, there was other stuff that happened around that era that was so good that like, you know, like if you sort of took that Rick Astley song and you kind of broke it down into its constituent constituent parts, you could be like, well, look, there's this drum sound that was really popular in the 80s. And there was this and, you know, it's, but you put them all together with Rick Astley and it's just shit. You know, it's like, well, the thing, yeah, but it, it's a little bit more sinister than that, because, you know, Rick Astley is deliberately he's anodyne. You know, it's it's deliberately white bread. It's like it's mm. it's it's deliberately it's like politics. Mm. It, it's more like a candidate. You know, he's deliberately seen as sufficiently non-threatening, sufficiently, I don't know, white or whatever it is. Mm. You know, and and that the the bottom line is the common the common ground between Rick Astley and Dan Bilzerian and all this stuff that I don't like is what it always comes down to is you're a kid, you're eleven. And you see Rick Hasley. And for me, it's always been the same. Or when I see some of these other people and, and you're thinking, why? Mm. It, it's like, that's, that's what stresses me out is why? What is wrong with the universe? What, how is this happening? Why? <laughs> why is this thing that I'm convinced is shit, but the messages I'm getting from the world are not consistent because mm. he's, he's up there. He's on the TV. He, he's, he's president of the United States. He's, and that, that's the common thread that goes with everything that you find aggravating or annoying or whatever. Mm. It's, it's that, it's that you can't, you can't reconcile what you think with what the masses think or, or whatever. But that ultimately is the lesson is that, is that the big numbers speak differently, you know, yeah. you can't, you can't, you can't always get it your way. Prince can't be president. <laughs> no, yeah. But then, yeah, I guess maybe that's, if we're to look at it in a positive light, maybe that's the thing that pushes some of us to go and find things that aren't, yeah. that, you know, and you're like, 100%. I need to find something with a bit of edge or grittiness or something. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And also, too, I'm not so cool either in the sense that, like, you know, to be totally honest, you, you want it that way a little bit, too, because when you find your, you know, you like, I like the fact that whatever, when I was the first kid in my school, I'm really into nine inch nails and mm. the other kids hate nine inch nails. You know, like there's yeah. also a, a, that, that is important as well. So yeah, I guess this is just the way it is. We need things to dislike and things to like, and they feed off each other. But yeah, if all you've got to sit, if all you've got to stare you in the face is these things that we hate and you just know that there's things <laughs> out there and there's nowhere else to find yeah. them. Yeah. Okay, now, Tiga, finally, the island mm. is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? Well, the obvious answer, I guess, is like mosquito, mm. but it's too boring. I was going to say pugs. Mm, good choice. You know those dogs, pugs? Yeah, yeah. Because, well, first of all, I want to pick a dog because dogs can bark and that would you know sometimes you're somewhere beautiful and you hear a dog barking and it's really aggravating but also i find i don't get pugs like i find them ugly mm. um bulldogs too i just find them ugly like i i don't you know they're not beautiful and then you got the owners who just are like oh my god my pug like they think they're the cutest thing in the world with mm. these pushed in weird alien faces yeah and bulldogs drool and like i know they're two different breeds but you know these dogs are like they can't even breathe properly they've been bred to have these such they don't breathe right they drool and people are like oh my god my beautiful and the whole thing to me seems uh 
perverse. Yeah, because it's like, I love this thing so much that I'm happy that it's been bred to have respiratory problems from birth, you know, and like... Yeah, or, or, or even darker, I so want this to be different. I'm willing to bend the laws of nature... To, mm. anyway look i don't know obviously there's lots of people who just have these dogs they love them but I, I i don't know i always they bother me i don't find them cute i don't know them personally i'm sure they're they're nice as dogs but the idea of a bunch of pugs on my island is, is annoying but they're so i i saw one in the park the other day and i heard this sort of sniffling grunting thing behind me yeah. and i was like is there someone like running but having a heart attack behind like some jogger that's, that's really yeah, exactly. like... exactly. And I was like, oh, it's this little pug. And it's like, at what point do you think it's all right? And like, and when that one dies, you'll get another one, yeah. you know? And it's like... Yeah, it, it's... Like, you can tell it's messed up, you know? Like people, you might think that like a big poodle shaved into a funny shape, like a hedge looks funny. But that's I kind of like one... those. Yeah, but that's sort of one thing. <laughs> but it's not like the way you shape them... You know, that's not like fucking it up. It's not like having trouble breathing. I quite like those like super, the real classic like cartoon poodle. Mm. I think that's pretty, uh, I kind of respect that move. I like that they were sort of owned by French aristocracy who probably looked mm. quite like a poodle with sort of wigs and all the sort of pom-poms everywhere and stuff like that. So that kind of I like works. that. It, yeah, that's so in your face. It's like fine. But also, that's just a haircut. It's not like... Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, like it's fine to get tattoos and piercings, but when you're like the guy who's like cut half his nose off just to push it a little bit oh further, you're like... Oh, my God. Well, you know, the maybe... hanging ears. That's one yeah. of the worst things in the world. <laughs> Don't. So then it's kind of like, have an earring, fine, but like you've sort of disfigured yourself a bit there, mate. You know, like... And, and, and it's the same with pugs. You're like, look, have a cute dog. Have a small dog. Have one that isn't very good at running. But like, mm. you've mashed its face in. Yeah, it's Come too on. much. It's too Come much. on, humans. But the thing is, the thing about all these things, it's all really, everything we're talking about is the same. The, the, the giant hanging earlobe, the crazy ass pushed in dog face. Like, the, the, the question to ask yourself is, what is it replacing? Like, what, what space in your mind... What could have happened? How do I say this? All that time and energy and thought about making your earlobe, right? It's, it's your ear. Mm. It's just an ear. It's nothing. It's, just, it's skin. Mm. But you've decided, no, 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 no. This is where I'm going to invest in this. I'm investing in my earlobes. I'm, I'm actually, mm. this, is how, this is what I'm doing now. I'm going for it. And I'm going to find the best earlobe cutter or whatever they are. And I'm going to be a modern <laughs> primitive. And, I, and then I'm going to heal it and put things in it. And obviously I need the audience. I'm not doing this alone. <laughs> so all of that, when you add that all up, okay, it's pretty inoffensive, right? You're not, you're not really hurting anybody. So that's fine. But, mm. but what is it replacing all that time and energy? What, what could you have done with your mind that mm. wasn't, that maybe wasn't so, I don't know, self-referential and, and maybe a little, I don't know. Again, there's there's a time and a place for everything, but I'm not a big fan of those hanging ear things. I don't get it. I really don't. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. It's crazy. They should do that on the dog. They should have a bulldog with the big I was thinking, yeah, like can we just ears. have the two combine and just sort of make a sort of yeah, cyberpunk. But that's the beauty dog. That's the beauty of like Burning Man, which is every once in a while I'll see something where it's like it it's like this gigantic living venn diagram of 
everything that drives me crazy. And I kind of have to tip my hat to it. You know, when you see it, mm. when you see it done to such perfection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do anything, do it the best. If you do something the best, then I'm cool with it. So mm. anyway. <laughs> The burners. They're called burners, aren't they? As they well are. as like a name for they them. It's are. not like you just went, you, you're called a thing now. Yeah. It's like, My brother's a burner. Yeah. So I have some inside, yeah. no, you know. Anyway, look, I'm sure, like a lot of these things, you know, if, I, if someone actually dragged me out there and I went, I'd probably end up having a great time. And who knows, maybe I'd be a burner, you know, I don't know. But it seems a little seems a little excessive right now but anyway it's like do you really need a monocle mate come on get some glasses you don't need that <laughs> i know I, guess, I just think i'd have I too many questions person, for people well to take the other side of the argument i guess the monocle person also could do everything i'm saying the monocle guy could just be like well what the fuck is your problem like who cares i'm wearing a monocle because yeah. it's fun you know that is a valid argument and you know we've all enjoyed mad max but i don't know i just i think where the argument breaks down is when you take a photo of yourself in the monocle and share it with everyone that that's i think mm. where things start to start to change a little it seems to be a lot about lenses it's either like a monocle or like some goggles or like you know glasses without lots of extra little lenses mm. that are hinged on and they can sort of like flick in but in burning man i think that's because of the dust right they all they all wear like ah okay it's purely fun it's purely function obviously <laughs> obviously it's yeah. functional and the top hat is for cooling your head you know of course <laughs> the, the, the hot air gets trapped low and gradually <laughs> rises yeah yeah okay well that's fair enough then i should not i will be so i will on say one thing in defense of burners which is when that burning man thing happens every year i don't know you know and, and like they're out there you know dressed as whatever like mad max and and like we're here you know on our computer mm. laughing like they're probably really having more fun yeah so yeah so, in <laughs> fair, so i mean in fairness to the joke you know i can say whatever i want but like the guy with his giant monocle riding a unicycle through the desert whatever he's probably he's having a good experience yeah yeah uh, you know, live and let live. <laughs> yes. I say that hosting this podcast. <laughs> well, you know what? They're not, I don't, I, it's a complicated thing. I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. Mm. I really don't. I don't think, I think you can have, you know, because the key is, is you can also change your mind, right? You know, you can, you can mm. end up one day I could end up meeting Russell Brand and who knows, maybe he convinces me that I'm the one who, and yeah. that's fine. And then, so you can, yeah. you can have strong opinions and then change them. And in a weird way, I do think I, I'm like that. I am kind of live and let live. And at the same time, I got a bunch of opinions, but totally aware that, you know, probably 49% of them could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe all of them. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I think that's, well, I don't know. I mean, if, if we can all admit that we're prepared to have our minds change now and again, I think the world could be a tiny percent more bearable Definitely. you know rather than like black and white all the time <laughs> anyway cool. well Tiga, listen i think you've done a great job picking like a, a lovely selection of things that are going to make your life unbearable on this island so uh so well done well thank done you. And thank you for coming on now um look obviously you know you're a dj producer so like the last year has been a bit of a, a shit show i guess yeah. for, for you in terms of touring and stuff but what are you up to at the minute what well, how's things looking um things are looking i don't know I'm in my house. It's been a year. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, things specifically for touring and stuff, I imagine. So I haven't done a show in just over a year. I, if I was guessing, I think my fir first show will probably be August or September. Mm -hmm. um, I 
think is a chance maybe of a little bit of travel a little bit before that, but I don't anticipate anything before July or August. And yeah, yeah, it's been like a lot of people in music or creative people. It's been, yeah, it's been pretty radical. And, and at the same time you adjust and you you get used to it. And I don't know, Mm. some days or some, a lot of the time is great and you have time and you have things that you didn't have before and grass is greener, etc. Then there's times you're like, what the fuck? Like, really? Like <laughs> I, I had this whole amazing life set up and it's, and mm. it's changed. And, but like everybody, you, you, you know, you take it, you have to be patient and you have to, you know, I think I'm quite optimistic in general. Like mm-hmm. I'm optimistic just about the future. Whenever exactly that is, I think people are, are going to just, people are just going to appreciate being together so much on mm. such a gut human level. Like yeah. the, the real life going to a pub with friends, going to a game with friends, going to a party, those things are just going to feel so good. Um, it'll be like Lester when you guys won the title <laughs> global, yeah. global, uh, Lester title winning year. Exactly. No, I, th- I think it's going to yeah. be, I'm, I'm, um, I think it'll in the end, hopefully, there'll be some positives to it. Yeah. And um, in the meantime, until you sort of people can see you in, in real life, um, you know, you've got your podcast as well. Yeah. So I have a podcast called last party on earth. It's uh, kind of goes in chunks. It's like eight episodes at a time. We're up to about 20 episodes. You can find it on Apple or Spotify or basically everywhere where their podcasts. And I talk to DJs and musicians about playing their last party on earth but we usually just end up talking about life and career and mm. cre- creativity and stuff. And then I have my Patreon. So you go to www.patreon.com slash Tiga. And that's, uh, it's a membership service. It's a monthly thing, which has additional podcasts as well as DJ mixes, exclusive tracks, uh, a bunch of goodies. If you're into my music and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, that's it. Yeah. Well, as someone who is into all your music and the guests that you have on that podcast, I can recommend it. It's this really good listen. And, uh, and the Patreon, like, I think if anything, you're like over delivering on that. And like, this sounds like something I I'm agree. Like, I'm like, no, I agree. Blowing smoke <laughs> up your ass. But I was like, you know, like I signed up cause I was like, oh, you, you did a couple of teasers going, oh, you can listen to more from that podcast on my Patreon. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. Ah, he's got me. And I went on, I was like, shit, this is loads more than I'd expect. So like, <laughs> fair yeah. enough. Not that I, I want to I, dissuade you from putting more up. There. No, no, I, I, I tend to, well, it was a new thing, you know, and, and, and I wanted to launch. Yeah. I just wanted to make people, I wanted, I'm happy you say that basically, mm. because I wanted people to feel like, you know, I didn't want people, I didn't want people at all to feel it's like a rinse out, you know, I didn't want it to feel like that at all. And, and I figured, Yeah. I had some time and I had lots of things built up and I thought it was a nice thing to do. And I'm very happy with it. Actually. It's a, it's a nice feeling. It's like a little, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's a fan club in a way. And what's cool about it is once you have people in, you're not like fighting for their attention. It's mm. not like Instagram or whatever, you know, you, you, you have people that are, they're into what you do and you release something and you get great feedback and it's, I, I, I quite like it. Yeah. Well, I think it's really good. But then. thank you, by the way. I, that's very nice of you to say that. And, and it, it makes me feel good. Good. Well, I'm very happy. And uh, yeah, it's great to have you on here. I've been a, a fan for a long time and, and now we can be best friends forever. So that's, you know, it's a relief that exactly. we finally crossed that. Exactly. Boundary, so. Finally got it over with. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks again, cool. Tiga. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>